episode 66, talking to kids about Santa. So today is December 6th. It's the feast of St. Nicholas, whom we call Santa Claus. So I thought it'd be a good time to talk about Santa, how we talk about Santa. This is a question that a lot of parents have teaching the kids about Santa because Santa doesn't really come down the chimney, etc. So what do we do about this? It seems like a wholesome story to tell, but it also entails telling something that's not true. So what's the solution here? I think first of all, I would somewhat disagree with the statement that telling the story of Santa to your kids is equivalent to lying in the sense of sinful deception. When you're dealing with kids, it is actually healthy, even necessary for the imagination, for the development of the imagination of children, that they read and hear fables and fairy tales and things like this. It's a crucial component of early education that a child's imagination be introduced to the fanciful and the wonderful kind of story. So even if you do just go with the classic Santa story, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that. However, there's a better way to go because as is always with the things of God, the reality is much more interesting and exciting than any fiction that might be told. Another danger in simply settling with the typical Santa story is when a child grows up and learns that that story isn't true, then they lump together with that quote-unquote deception maybe other things that they learned that you told them from a young age that might seem fanciful. For example, the true things about God and the church and what Christ did for our salvation and the various miracles of the saints, etc. So that's one slight danger. And we see that it's a danger because you have grown-up internet atheists now basically comparing belief in God to belief in the Easter Bunny or belief in Santa Claus. So you can see the danger that it might pose if you are kind of dumb. Um, so what do we start with here? What's a, what's a better way to go than just the typical Santa story? Well, the first one is the fact that you want to make sure that they know that St. Nicholas really does exist. Not that he just did exist in history, but that he still does exist, right? That's something we actually believe, that the saints uh, are with God in heaven and that they the saints actually look down upon us. The saints cheer us on in our struggle against sin and our struggle for virtue and holiness. So that's one thing that you need to make very clear. And to that end, it's important to get into the life of St. Nicholas and the actual true elements in the typical Santa story that we ought to highlight. So St. Nicholas was born in the late third century and died in the mid fourth century. So very early saint. There was a, a veneration of St. Nicholas, of course, then from the very early centuries after his death. And the reason he's associated with Christmas, I think is uh, there's two of them. There's two reasons. One is that uh, his parents died when he was relatively young, so he had an inheritance and he had made a, a vow or a commitment to be very generous with his wealth, to be charitable. So already there you have the seed of the Santa story. And there's a very well-known story too where he secretly gave a large sum of money as a dowry to an old man for his three daughters because the old man was poor. And in order to make money, he was going to sell his daughters into prostitution. So St. Nicholas provided a dowry so that they might be married and live uh, an upright life rather than uh, the shame of prostitution. There are most likely other stories like that because uh, he was known for his generosity and the tradition of him as Santa Claus doesn't arise out of nothing. That's one thing you'll find with people when they look back on the stories of the saints, especially the earlier the saint is, the more they tend to doubt the, the history or the traditions or the quote-unquote legend that accompanies that saint. 
Whereas I think we ought to always lean towards trusting uh, the tradition that the church gives us in the veneration of saints because there's a reason why there's a widespread veneration that grows around a particular saint and around a particular aspect of that saint. In this case, St. Nicholas's generosity. So even if there might be elements that aren't precisely true, I'm not saying that there are or aren't, but even if there were, the bulk of it I would be inclined to believe because the tradition of the church is a strong and reliable teacher, especially in her uh, liturgical veneration of a saint. So that's the first thing is to, to teach your kids about St. Nicholas's generosity and how he gave money to save three women from prostitution. No, just kidding. You don't need to tell your kids that part. But his generosity um, and also the, the proximity of his feast to the Feast of Christ's Nativity also probably plays a part. But the second main reason that he is associated with this Santa Claus story is because he was one of the principal defenders of the true faith of Christ's incarnation, the, the true faith of the Trinity at the Council of Nicaea that I mentioned in the episode, Jesus, True God and True Man, and in the member episode on uh, called More on the Trinity. He was at the Council of Nicaea in 325, and Arius, as you recall, who would be the heretic spreading the teaching that Jesus was not actually divine, Nicholas got a little upset with him and gave him a little slappity slap on the face. And there's actually pretty old artwork depicting this. So uh, his generosity and his uh, passionate defense of Christ's true divinity and humanity probably contributed to him being formed into this idea of Santa Claus later in history. And again, it is a fanciful story the way we tell it now, but it's based on real things. The only thing that's not true about Santa Claus is the actual, you know, going from house to house, coming down the chimney and giving gifts. But you can still tell the story of Santa Claus and of the various miracles he performed. And you can look into this on your own, do your own internet, Catholic internet sleuthing about the various stories and traditions of St. Nicholas. But the fact that he was generous and he was known for his generosity, his charity, and that he was uh, a very bold defender of Christ's humanity and divinity, and therefore of his incarnation, which is what we celebrated Christmas, that's a more worthwhile story because it's true, because there'll be no moment later in life where a child thinks they were deceived on the whole about Santa Claus. Tell them the true story of St. Nicholas, then you're not only preventing that problem later, but you're also giving them edifying stories to help their devotion and their growth in faith. Uh, one last thing about the life of St. Nicholas that's interesting is that he actually was imprisoned for the faith in the very fierce persecution of the Emperor Diocletian. Uh, St. Nicholas was thrown in prison along with many other Christians, but when Constantine became emperor, he was released. So not only was he generous and a defender of Christ's humanity and divinity, but also he was one who suffered for the faith and who persevered. So these are all lessons in virtue and in holiness to impart to your kids, even if you, you know, keep also the, the classic fanciful Santa Claus story you ought to put in the real elements of his life because that does a lot more for a child's faith. And to tie St. Nicholas's generosity with our own generosity and our cultivating the virtue of gratitude, not, not simply because of the material things we have, but primarily because the gift that is Christ's incarnation, that God humbled himself and became man, who took on our human flesh and entered our fallen world, 
in order to give us the greatest gift of all, which is the way to eternal life with him. So that's what really should be emphasized. And that should be the lens through which we see the practice of giving gifts. It's not just, you know, warm family time and togetherness, which is what Christmas is painted as now. But it's more about reflecting on the greatest gift that there is, which is the Christ child. And so St. Nicholas and the story of St. Nicholas should be tied very strictly to that. So there's not some divorce between Santa Claus as a secular person and on the other side, Christmas as a religious holiday, but the, the wedding of the two, which is the truth of the actual story. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please become a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief to listen to my new project, which is a dramatized audiobook version of the novel Lord of the World. And also there's plenty of other content there too. God bless.